I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? It is Sean Ferrick here from Who Culture, and I am joined by the wonderful, stunning, and often I have just discovered Welsh. Ellie Littlechild, how are you? How are you getting on? Happy New um, Year. Happy New Year. I'm very excited about this year. We've just yes. been having a little discussion before we started recording. We just got very excited. We, yeah, like we really did. We're just like, we're now in the same year as the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Yeah! Yeah! How does it feel knowing, Ellie, that you're in a 60th anniversary year? Um, a little bit unbelievable, really. Although I was here for the 50th anniversary year as well, so, you know, don't that know is, quite what uh, you're insinuating there. Oh, just, you know, old as the hills. Uh, but it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, we are, so, yeah, so as as you probably have guessed by this, first of all, Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you very much for just being awesome and lovely. We hope you had a lovely Christmas, lovely New Year's. Uh, if you celebrate it, if you didn't, that's cool as well. Everyone is welcome here. So this is going to be our news discussion video because while that whole big, lovely Christmas thing was happening, uh, Russell T. Davis came along and was like, hey, how's it going? Here's a trailer for the 60th. And minds were blown. Uh, mm -hmm. We're talking Donna seeing the Doctor again. Minds were kind of blown. We have a breakdown trailer that's out there, but that was me on my own. I felt really lonely. I wanted uh, to go through this with Ellie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did give a little bit of a contribution. That that, uh, that that is very true. You know, when they like... drop a trailer on us in the middle of Christmas without any warning whatsoever, then how are us lovely presenters supposed to just drop everything? <laughs> just before we go on with all of our news and everything, just remember, folks, that you can catch all sort of news breakdowns and longer form podcasts as well. You can catch them on things like uh, Spotify. We've got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. All videos will drop here exclusively first on YouTube and we will go through any bits of news or whatever that comes out as it goes. So, you know we're going to go into the discussion about the 60th trailer and everything, but first we have, I know you've been waiting for it, I know you've been waiting for it, it's the TARDIS tidbits. TARDIS tidbits! <laughs> Let us talk about what we have first, which is the mirror... Uh, has dropped a teaser that we might be getting two new animated versions of classic lost Doctor Who stories. So they are the William Hartnell story, The Smugglers, and the Patrick Troughton story, The Underwater Menace. So The Smugglers is, so far, all, all of those episodes are actually currently, yeah, they're in the ether, they're, they're gone. And two out of the serial for The Underwater Menace have gone. So uh, we've seen it uh, in the past, uh, for example, like... Um, the one with the macro, the actual title completely escapes me. Anyway, the macro, the macro terror, 
was uh, restored with animation, which was gorgeous. I mean, I, I love this. I know, Ellie, you're a massive Classic Who fan. So this is huge news to you, right? Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Actually, to be fair, no, it is. Um, I think even just bringing some of those older stories into a newer format could, in theory, bring in a new audience for them. No, I hear you because I remember when I first started things like this happening and I've seen like, you know, fans have done colorized versions of Classic Who. And I remember being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how this looks. I like having the option, put it that way. I think it's mm-hmm. fantastic that they're doing it. Um, but doesn't mean that the old black and white versions are going to disappear either. Um, uh, what was, oh, because I remember the first teaser for the Day of the Doctor it was somewhere between CGI and restored colorized photos of Hartnell and Troughton that kind of led it. It was like that, oh, I, I'm, I'm describing this really badly. It was like the camera panning through all of the doctors in various um, like snapshots from their adventures. Do you remember this one I'm talking about? No, I do remember, but I'm just thinking that hopefully the wonderful Danny has found that. And so rather than us trying to explain it really poorly, you'll actually be able to see it on the screen right now. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Danny, you are so welcome for us giving you this extra work to do. Um, I, I, I must say, so last year, BBC actually pulled out of funding these animations. So the fact that we're getting more touch wood is, is a great thing. I do say this with love and respect. It, the source, uh, you have to take it with a pinch of salt um, mm-hmm. because uh, when we see an official announcement is when we can be like, probably, yes, this is 100% coming. For the moment, this is, we're really, really hopeful. Uh, so yeah, hopefully now, hopefully now. Okay, so that is that one. Ellie, what do you have next for us? Um, Tidbit number two. Um, filming has resumed for Shooty Gatwa's series. Um, it's resumed in Cardiff and we had a few um, set pictures leaked um, in the last couple of days. Um, I'm just going to find the name. So it was a campaign office for Roger Gwilliam. And I'm so glad that I managed to say that without butchering a Welsh accent. But I believe that that is a Welsh name. Mm. Um, as Twitter has suggested, that is a Welsh name. Um, the the slogan for him is Bigger, Bold, no, Bigger, Better, Bolder Britain. So it's kind of like a hark back to kind of Harold Saxon, potentially. Um, there's been a lot of things about how obviously Russell T. Davis doesn't shy away from doing political stories if you watch Years and Years. So there's kind mm-hmm. of like always oh, Years and Years meeting Doctor Who. But very interesting is the the company or the party, I'm not sure, um, but there's the word Albion, Albion, um, and the logo for that company, somebody on Twitter very, very cleverly spotted, is the same logo that's seen on a gas mask worn by Harold Saxon in, in The Sound of Drums when he kind of gasses all of the ministers in in Downing Street. Does that mean something, that these two logos are connected to a political figure? I I, 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 I think, I know we were talking about this already. Um, I think, yeah, I think Russell T is the king of callbacks and connections, right? Um, wild statement, I don't think we're going to get the master again. No. I absolutely think that they are connected. Um and look, we, we were talking before as well. It could be anything to do with maybe that cult of Saxon, the one that effectively brought the Harold Saxon back, kind of turned him into a sort of a Skeletor Eminem. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's Eminem the rapper, not Eminem the sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been a kind of a little bit of suggestion that this could be like a political figure who was influenced by Harold Saxon, a bit of a fanatic who's kind of 
wants to take what Harold Saxon started and continue it himself or who knows? Honestly, all we've had is those two pictures, but you know that Who fans can take the smallest little hint and run with it and come up with all sorts of speculations and theories about it. So I guess time will tell. Yeah. And one of, like, so you were saying as well, like, you know, kind of some of the incredible work that is being done on Doctor Who Twitter, amazing. For it's a relatively small community online. I say relatively because Jeepers, uh, Twitter is its own thing. We'll get back to that. <laughs> but um, there, there is there is one thing. There, were, there was a few people um, in the trailer for for the 60th. There, there is a scene that's clearly being played for comedy where it looks like Donna is seeing the 14th Doctor so we all know, uh-oh, this could lead to... And she she shouts out, skinny man. I personally went, oh, cool. You know, that's all of the references to mm-hmm. David Tennant being skinny. I mean, you get it all through their, their time together. You also get it Day of the Doctor. Matt Smith says, oh, wow, you really are skinny. Um, it seems that some people, some people weren't very happy that no. uh, he was identified as skinny man. And I, I will say I was left scratching my head a little bit about that one. Um, yeah, it was a little I bit. Thought... I think the thing is that in in this particular reference, it's not something new. Like you said, it's yeah. a hop back to the relationship that the Doctor and Donna have had in previous times. It's it's a familiar kind of reference between those two characters. Obviously, if it was two complete strangers and you just walk past someone in the street, well, I don't know why you would say shout that out to someone in the street, but then perhaps, and that maybe the argument by some fans is that in this particular particular moment, Donna doesn't know who the Doctor is and therefore mm. is referring to this stranger in that way. But, I mean, personally, I didn't see it as an offensive thing. I I, I, I would say, and I, I think you, you made a perfect point there because even, although, yes, this is the 14th Doctor, it's David Tennant. Yeah, you know, you know, Donna's going to recognize the face. You know, she probably knows those teeth too. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, I I think definitely the point is, you know, let no one shout at strangers on the street. These two are not strangers. Uh, no, they might they might be, but they're not in the context of the show. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is that I I took from this being in the context of the Doctor and Donna. Uh, I thought that this was this was just more of an Easter egg, a harken back, yeah. rather than, and than anything else. It was followed by my most favorite part of the entire trailer, which was Sylvia going, "No, he's not there. You can't see him," and him like <laughs> ducking behind her. I mean, oh. Oh. it's ridiculous and silly, but also it's just classic series four. Right, okay, so the trailer itself. So, uh, completely plugging myself here. Yes, there is a whole trailer breakdown video where we go through it in detail, in detail, in detail. Um, So, have a check at that. But I thought, like, for this one... Like, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, Ah, uh, Rose! Rose is there? Uh, Yep, that's a thing. Some people are just like, no, she's in the other universe. No, we mean Yasmin Finney's Rose. Yeah. who is, I am taking from this trailer confirmation that Rose is Donna and Sean's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm getting that from this trailer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's one of those rumors that kind of actually spawned from one of those set leaks that people kind of took with a pinch of salt to start with and then slowly think more and more things got proven to be right. And so then everyone just assumes that everything else on that list was was right and true. 
So I keep kind of forgetting that we don't have confirmation of that, but I feel like this trailer has kind of confirmed that. I think so, because there is that, there's a, I think there's a split second shot of Sean, Sylvia, and Rose anyway are in like a burning building or a burning set. So, I mean, either it's a heck of a coincidence that she's just going to walk by going, oh, I think I'll hop in the fire with them. Or I reckon this is a family scene. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So you reckon Miriam Margulies is covered in hair? Yes. I think, again, more rumours that just kind of get spawned and then people just run with them. But at some point last year, there was this rumour that Miriam Margulies was going to be involved. Um, I've seen some speculation that actually she might not be involved necessarily with the 60th and might actually be a relation of Ruby Sunday later on. Mm. Grandmother, perhaps. I don't I don't know. Or there's also been, since obviously Beat the Meep has been revealed in the trailer, the idea that Miriam Margulies will be voicing the character of Beat the Meep. I think she has such a distinctive voice that I would be so here for that. Because yeah. some people, like she's an incredible actor anyway, but some people are just like, oh, do voice acting. Oh, do it. You have the voice mm-hmm. for it. Um, like However, anything Welsh ever, you're going to voice for me going forward. <laughs> but um, Don't say that because now everyone's going to want me to do a Welsh accent and I don't want to offend anyone by trying it. <laughs> um, but in the trailer, I mean, I know it's not the case, but Maybe kind of more to do with the way that Beep the Meep looks. But when Beep the Meep said the line that he said, I can't remember what he said, it sounded very much like Dobby to me, which isn't Miriam Margulies. However, we know that Dobby was voiced by Toby Jones, who has already been involved in Doctor Who as the Dream Lord. So unless, unless, unless Neil Patrick Harris is the Dream Lord and we've just found some really weird connection here, that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I think if you trace it far enough, everyone like you know what you do that game six degrees of separation in the Doctor Who like in the world is two. There's two degrees of separation. It's like this person <laughs> is this person, not even related to. Um, I love playing that game. <laughs> I love playing that game so much, especially with Doctor Who because you're going to win. Uh, <laughs> Beep the Meep is is quite funny. Um, look, hilarious because I, I broke this down in the other trailer, but just really, really quickly, Beep the Meep appears in Doctor Who Weekly comics. So just in case, because we didn't just to do it, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, oh, you know Beep, surely you know Beep, Annie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had no idea. <laughs> uh, appeared in Doctor Who Weekly Comics. These um, these meet their little kind of cute things. Homicidal maniacs. Uh, beat the meat. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, although the hairy ones are Mogwai, Ellie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Only because I've just rewatched Gremlins too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and then they are being chased by <laughs> right, okay, we're gonna try and get this right. Terrifying, terrifying, like bug like uh, soldier creatures sent by uh Star Council. Yep, uh to hunt down these homicidal meep. Uh, but they they seem to be quite ruthless. So you see, unit are fighting the rar <laughs> <laughs> seamless, uh, <laughs> and yeah. So it looks like there's going to be you know typical Russell D Davis style epic battle on the streets of the UK. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'll tell you what is really good here. You've just helped me very nicely lead into some notes that I'd made. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) First of all, by having Beep the Meep and the Rarth, um russell t davis has been quite clever here and he did the same when he came back in 2005 or came back he brought it back in 2005 by returning with a creature who is familiar to some fans definitely the diehard fans who had have read those strips and and know of beat the meep and, and the rarth i can't do it without doing this now <laughs> um but also isn't so well known and so well documented that it alienates a a new audience or just the casual viewer i mean as we've said we didn't know who who these these creatures were and i mean we know quite a lot about doctor who so and and then he did the same when he when he came came with rose he had the autons who to classic who fans they were familiar with the autons but for children who were just starting to watch it in the revival or people who hadn't watched the classic series to them they were these terrifying shop mannequins who were very relatable to anyone regardless of whether they were an existing monster or not i think that's really clever of him to kind of appeal to an old audience a familiar audience and to appeal to a new audience without alienating them i think that's a really clever thing that he's done there definitely Uh, like you say it's just like a it's a Come join the fun, no matter how old you are. Yeah, um, which I no know. matter what your knowledge is or of the series beforehand, which I think is a little bit of what they tried to do when Jodie Whittaker's Doctor um, took over. But instead of kind of keeping those connections, they wanted a clean break, and it was kind of like here's a new thing that's going to appeal to a new audience, but it kind of forgot about those existing ones a little bit. There was, and I think that's the that's something that we've noted before that there is, we get there, but for a while there was like well, we've so spoken about it a lot. Balance, have, there's just yeah. not quite the right balance. Whereas I feel like perhaps now there will be a bit more of that balance between appealing to the the ones that already exist and the new ones that are coming in now. I think um, so. And on that note, um, we were also just discussing before we started recording you were just saying about how this destruction with units taking place just on on the streets in the uk i've noticed watching this trailer and i don't know whether that's just because of the scenes we've seen so far but 
Russell T. Davis does like to, he kind of favors the more practical effects and sets and, and proper locations. I think in the previous seasons, we've seen a lot of use of visual effects, a lot of green screen and CGI. And I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's because I grew up watching series, well, the, the revival, but mm. particularly the David Tennant eras where it was kind of a lower budget and therefore it was much more practical effects because that was what they could afford to do. But that feels more real to me than a really elaborate CGI planet. I, I, I agree. It's like, it's the double-edged sword of the success. Um, there is uh, another um, uh, franchise that I'm quite a fan of um, that, uh, but you, you see it a lot with that as well. Like there's, you know, undoubtedly this incredible advancement in computer technology where you can make these amazing vistas and everything. Um, and although it has, it has now got to a stage where it does look, I mean, bloody good. I do sometimes miss the fact that, yeah, it's a styrofoam brick falling off the wall. You yeah, know? I mean, and obviously we have progressed from the 60s where it was styrofoam and cardboard cutouts. Um, but you don't necessarily need to go full on computer generated for it to look impressive anymore. I mean, you've seen that just with like the creation of the Daleks, for example, sure. or the, the creatures and things. You don't need them to be computer generated to be terrifying. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, it, yeah, as you say, those 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 salt shakers were terrifying in the 1960s. <laughs> they are still scary as today. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing we were saying as well is that obviously as the series have gone on, the budget has got bigger. Mm. But sometimes I think productions think that if they've got a bigger budget, they should really push up the cinematic kind of CGI and all of those things that they can now afford to do. But that doesn't necessarily make it better. Is that kind of you. old, if, it break, if it's not broke, don't yeah. fix it. Let's, really. let, let's slash the budget. Let's go back to having 60 quid a season. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Shook, didn't it survive for nearly 40 years before the break with that as well? Sure, fantastic. Oh, 20 years. Oh, I'm not good at maths. Anyway, right. Okay, cool. Um, but no, yeah, I think, yeah, makes makes perfect sense. Will we see, um, now very very quickly as as well, I think in terms of the trailer, the, the two last things we really need to talk about are... Neil Patrick Harris. So again, I think, I mean, gosh, I've made such a secret of the fact I believe he is the Celestial Time. <laughs> but again, some eagle-eyed Twitter folk have spotted that uh, he is wearing uh, an outfit that is, it seems to be lifted directly from the Celestial Toy Maker serial. Um, now, this was actually caught by Richard Lloyd. Thank you very much, Richard, who spots that as Neil Patrick Harris is throwing petals but doing an american beauty at the camera um he is wearing it seems to be like a a, a ringleader like a circus masters type mm -hmm. uniform and that is one of the characters from the celestial toy maker serial is, is wearing almost exactly the same clothing as well i really like this kind of showman appeal of the character i really like these references to familiar films you know, you've got in there. You've got what the um, that the showman in itself to a sure. new audience. You know, you've got the greatest showman. You've just got all of these kind of references. I really like there. I yeah. I mean, it may not be relevant at all, but knowing what Neil Patrick Harris is like as well, I've seen a lot of um, a couple of um, comments on Twitter suggesting, are we going to get our first Doctor Who musical moment? Because why would you not 
use Neil Patrick Harris if you've got him and you've got this character who seems to be this this um, kind of over-the-top showman on a stage, why would you not make use of that? Even if it's in some sort of comedic way, they've kind of missed a trick yeah. by not doing that yet. Uh, I, I, and I think, like, it's... Doctor Who can be bonkers enough that it is the exact show where you could do that and it not be... You know, you, I don't know there was a whole thing, um, God, about 15 years ago now, where everyone did a musical episode. Yeah. And some did it brilliantly, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, I was just going to um, say, let's go Doctor Who's version of Once More with Feeling. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Some didn't do it that well, Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> fine, it's fine. So <laughs> that, I think, only lends more, um, I think, evidence to the return of the Celestial Toymaker. And the the final thing that we kind of need to mention, really, again, is that we get this great trailer with all these new scenes and this new excitement. And we do get Shooty Gatwa in that trailer, mm. but it is the exact same clip that we have seen of him for every other trailer that was seen so far. Yep, um, and it is. Um, it, 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 it like I, I, we were laughing, going like it's it's one of two things. It's either well, I, I think that anything that we show beyond that is a spoiler. And and Russell T has basically confirmed that himself. That like you know anything else, it's like I think every trailer for Avengers Endgame comes from the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. For fear um, of spoiling anything, exactly. So and, think, and we do okay. know that that obviously that background is is fake in that mm. clip. Um, but the other theory could be that he's actually not in it very much at all. But they mm. want to kind of appeal to the to the audience, draw in that audience by using the one moment that he is involved in in the trailer to kind of go look we've got the new Doctor in it too, even if he only appears in the last five minutes. I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm hoping that it's more to do with the fact that he's involved quite heavily, but it's obviously a massive spoiler to reveal any more of it. I'd love him to be in the cold open. I'd love that to be the case. Um, and like, it's literally, he's, a, you know, kind of, he's there, you know, whatever way the future incarnations of the Doctor sit waiting on the uh, the the edge of existence. And he's been, he's standing up, oh, okay, get my coat on, yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. My time! And then you have, yeah, you have David Tennant shoves him out of the way going, sorry, buddy, I've got to take this one, <laughs> Russell T needs me. What the hell is going on here? Cut oh, to the titles. <laughs> cut to the titles, and we don't see him again until season 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which then, to be fair, could uh, prove both our theories there. It's yeah, a good spoiler, actually, yeah. but he's only in the first five minutes. <laughs> and every time, every time the 14th Doctor walks past a mirror, he sees Shooty and then punches himself in the face. Um, I've got right, I've got off the walls. Uh, any of this turns up in the specials, Russell, and I'm having a word. I want, I want credit if any. Honestly, they need to hire us as writers. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? You want the silly back in Doctor Who? We can put the silly back in Doctor Who. No, I can do we a sh- Welsh accent and a great dance. There you go. I'll do the dance if you do the accent. <laughs> Oh, nice try. Ah, I tried. <laughs> Everyone, I tried. I tried, I tried, I tried. Let us see. Before we go, let's see what the community has to say. So thank you, everyone, who was putting up comments on the community post. Ellie, do you have any for us there? I do. I just got to find them. Stephen Legresley. I think it's a return to form for the types of trailers we used to get. I think it does what a good trailer should do. Give us a feel for the show's future without spoiling the details. Yeah, Absolutely. On. Totally yep. agree. Look, those the, all of those trailers from God, it, it seems like so long ago, but they were so crash bang wallop and also quite misleading. 
as well, which I really like. And also, I have not forgotten that they were very misleading trailers in the past as well. <laughs> Turns out David Tennant's not in any of these episodes. <laughs> it was all a lie. Yeah. Um, Alex Mueller makes a very, very good point. Um, what if the Doctor somehow manages to use the fob watch to store the Time Lord part of Donna's mind? That way she can communicate with him without her mind exploding as she is fully human again, which I think, brilliant. I really like that theory. Yeah. That's really good. There's also been some sort of theories as to the part of the, the Doctor transferring into Rose as well, hasn't there? A little bit yeah. through through kind of through the womb and and has passed on from Donna to Rose. I mean, that would be a bit, well, a bit we, weird, we, but... We, it is, but we know that Time Lord's essence or whatever works strangely. The entire creation of River. You know? So, um, but look, that's a whole other video. Wink, wink, if you'd like to hear us talk about that, let us know in the comments. <laughs> um, but we should probably wrap it up for now. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, happy 60th year of Doctor Who. He's ah! like, oh my God, oh my God, I remember 10 minutes ago when it was the 50th. Um, but yeah, right? Yeah, it feels like <laughs> last week. It does. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, everyone, follow us on all the various socials. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Ellie, anything you want to say to these lovely people? Just have a brilliant 2023. You know, if you had some issues in 2022, put them behind you. It's a new year. New year, new you. I know I'm going to live by that mantra this year, so let's yeah. let's have a brilliant 2023. Absolutely. Let's make it fantastic. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, everyone is wonderful. Keep it wibbly wobbly. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.